of life is a medicine that can beat anything. So, those who don't have the right credentials can't buy it. In order to show your credentials, you have to... Oh, I'm sorry. You have to find that out yourselves. Good luck. This is, like, seriously the worst manual ever what? made. I don't know what this game so, is. So, it's the Legend of Zelda manual. It's the same manual. I've still been... I've been looking at it all this time. Oh. Hi! I'm George Brundle. Hi, I'm Larry Davis. Larry, thank you. Uh, you might remember us from that podcast where we just spread our asses open and took a big steaming crap on uh, Zelda 1 and 2. But as promised, this week is going to be different. I've picked out two video games that I enjoyed quite a bit. Uh, I mean, one of them is in... I'm, I'm just going to say, yep. like, the Zelda games really deserved it. They're bad. They had it coming. Yeah. Look, we needed to establish ourselves. Uh, so the way prison we were rules. You you find the biggest guy in the cafeteria and you hit him in the face with a tray, uh, and that person happened to be Shigeru Miyamoto. Sorry, Shigeru. I'm I'm really sorry, Mr. Miyamoto. You made a lot of good video games that I enjoyed, but those not not those two. They were bad. I have a printout of but... Miyamoto smiling. On my wall. It's inspiring. <laughs> you looked at it the entire time we were talking in the last episode. Yep. Wondering if it was all worth it, what you were doing to your hero. Well, you know, Poe Buddy's nerfed. <sighs> hey! Larry hey. Davis! <laughs> <laughs> this is your Harry Carey impression? Hey! <laughs> hey, Larry Davis! If you were a Zelda game, and you were bored, would you play yourself? I would. <laughs> In fact, I'd play New Game Plus. That's another goddamn thing about Zelda 1. They only filled up half the fucking cartridge with that game. They could have put so much more in that game. They could have done something different. They could have gave you more guidance. Instead, they were like, we got half a cart left. What are we going to do with it? I don't know. New Game Plus. Look, it's fine. Oh, boy. It's fine. Hey, it's just... but you know what? Today, we're starting out. We got a game uh, on the Super Nintendo that rather than being 4 megabit, the cart was a whopping 8 megabit. That's double the megabits. Oh, is it Strider? No. Oh. Because I badly need to say something positive about a Zelda game. We're talking about A Link to the Past. Oh, more Zelda. They, they finally did it. They made a good Zelda game. So good that some people think it might be the greatest of all time? A Link to mm. the Past returns to Zelda's roots. Because it's been two games. Link has pink hair and Ganon was the wizard the whole time. But the wizard was Shaft. No, that's Castlevania. No, no, like... He's he's the big so he's in the throne right Ganon is and you go up to him 
you talking no. it's like uh, link says you steal men's souls and make them your slaves and then ganon says uh what is a man a miserable little pile of secrets but enough talk have at you and then he turns into the pig form right that's bionic commando oh well, i don't know why i asked you to do this Hey, no, Bionic Commandos. Okay. Like, I don't know. You don't understand anything about video games. You're like a you're like a babe. Thank Just you. Just a, a sweet, simple nice. summer child. Well, you know. Yeah, you deserve I've it. been trying to take care of myself. It's a lie. Moisturize your skin. I don't. Yeah, link link to the past. Um, so I, I I did look up a bit about this. A development began pretty much as soon as Zelda Two hit the market. Like this was actually intended to be an NES game before it switched over to the SNES. So okay. like the genesis of this thing, they knew they wanted to go back to top down. Like I I think it is almost a sort of thing of like they pushed Zelda Two onto the market. And before it even got any kind of reception, they were just like, we can't do that again. So I was right, is what you're saying. Yes and no, but I don't think they that, that you were right based on like any sort of public perception. Uh, as you brought up, it was maybe more of an internal thing of them looking at that and going <laughs> oh, like, So well, you're right, can't. but not in that it was a public perception. As you were saying, it was maybe more of an internal thing. So yes, I was right. Thank no, no, you. No, no, no. The way that the way that I remember it going down was that you had mentioned at first that you thought it was just sort of the reception the game got after the at fact. At first, but then public. I said like they were probably there going, "We can't get away with this. These rubes yeah, are buying, so were... and they're going to turn against us." Yeah, so you were wrong, but you were also right. You're going to look it's for any excuse. Technically, that's true. <laughs> it's technically, it's true. All right. <laughs> uh. I actually never played this. I never played this game before, like a, a few months ago when I dived into it for the first time. I never even touched it. Uh, I played uh, Link Between Worlds before I played this game. Ah, now that's a Zelda game. I like that one. That's a, lot. a very good Zelda game. Yeah, that is, in in my opinion, that is a better Zelda game than a Link to the Past. Me too. I think. Uh, so here's the thing. I, I like A Link to the Past a whole lot. I do not think that it is the best Zelda game. Uh, I, I think that it is not even the best Zelda game against some of its contemporaries. I like Link's Awakening a whole lot more. Uh, which I think might be like sacrilege to some people because I know at least like well, we kind of mentioned it with Zelda 1. I think a lot of people look at that as like a timeless classic but I think that you're right. There are a lot of people who would maybe come at it with a more objective mind. A little bit more clarity without the like the, the blinders on and go like yeah it's not aged well. Link to the past I think is the opposite of that. I, I I think that people feverishly like Link to the Past. Some would say Link to the Past has aged like a fine wine. It is the Jordana Brewster of video games? Yeah, maybe what you might um, say. Um, Unlike uh, Zelda 2, which is just some toilet-ass wine. Zelda 2 is well at all. the Tyrese Gibson of video games. <laughs> it's just like, you don't know why it's there. <laughs> Nobody invited it. 
seems to think it's a lot better and more important than it actually is, but if it was gone, nobody would miss it. I did not expect that this podcast was going to turn into a fucking Ty- Tyrese Gibson hit job. Like Tyrese, he does, he brings a lot of it on himself. That's all I'm saying. Well, yeah. So in that regard, he is a lot like the original Zelda. He seems to think he is more important to that franchise than The Rock, which yeah. Well, he, he plays the character he plays, and he plays him well. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So, uh, yeah, like I said, I, I, I had never played this game. I've seen it plenty of times, obviously. Uh, this is a popular speedrunning game. It's a popular game to play on the internet, period. Uh, I'm, I'm not sure what I can really add that hasn't already been said about this game a million times other than as somebody who has come in uh, as a, a fully formed man and has played this game for the first time with decades between him and the release... Uh, I was surprised how well it held up, and also I think that the hype built up around this game, like it could never live up to. I have never finished this game, because every time I tried, uh, the switching between light and dark worlds, I just hate. I, I that, do that, not have the patience for it. Yes, that that is my biggest hang-up about the game. I I generally just don't like it in pretty much any game when I'm constantly having to, like, flip between worlds. Because I'm just... I'm really bad with, like, my object permanence, so I tend to forget, like, where everything is in the different worlds. Uh, For me, it's always... It's the part on the mountain where you have to, like, switch between... You have to go between the portals and stuff and go around the ridges or whatever. Like, every time I try to replay it, I get to that, and I'm just like don't care about this yeah that's it yeah i i i think my main issue with it was just when it was more progression based like i had noted on here trying to get to the town in the lost woods got me really tripped up because like you would switch and then something would be kind of a roadblock and you realized it actually needed to teleport over from like another location like stuff like that uh got to me and death mountain was definitely like it was a lot of that too um but like it's also nice just sitting down and playing like the first of that kind of zelda game like obviously zelda one is the whole top-down perspective but like a link to the past feels like a very different beast like it, it feels it only really shares some of the combat in that perspective and like nothing else yeah like like the dungeons are totally different the dungeons are actually about like solving puzzles collecting items and like slowly making your way through whereas zelda one was just push a block here or there but you're basically just running through the rooms until you find the boss key yeah Uh, sure obviously this is the first game to really introduce like scripted side quests uh like zelda 2 sort of of did that but like the first of the top-down games um zelda one your side quest just amounted to like i don't know you can find an alcove here and you can get an item that you don't really need uh like the the blue candle i think is like a side thing it's not actually required Uh, but this actually has you like oh you can go do a race and get a heart container this like blue tunic yeah it's flippy floppies from the fish man 
Oh, I love the flippy floppies. Which is swim around. Uh-huh. I guess that's not really optional, but... No, I think you actually need those. Uh, but, but yeah, like, the, the whole world in A Link to the Past feels significantly more fleshed out, too. Uh, this is, like, the first game where they actually decided to kind of, like, build a world and some lore. Uh, there's a little bit of that in Zelda 2, but nowhere near to the same degree as in A Link to the Past. This is uh, kind of strange, this game has... uh, considering, like, how I am... Um, I've not really played it a lot and never finished it. Like, if I close my eyes, I can see that world map, like, exactly down to the detail oh, yeah. there's something about that map that's just super iconic and memorable yeah we we kind of mentioned uh with zelda one and that that being developed concurrently with mario brothers how mario brothers has a uh, very iconic levels to it you can <laughs> you can almost recite those from memory like that might seem like a bit of an unfair comparison given the the, the different genres those games exist in the fact that Zelda is decidedly trying to do the opposite of what Mario was doing. But A Link to the Past kind of proves that it is an appropriate comparison because it is very memorable. A lot of like the way that that first run in Hyrule Castle goes, I could draw you a map. Oh, yeah. And it's because, like, to A Link to the Past credit, they, they figured out how to actually like teach the player as you go along how to play a Zelda game. It's good. It's an alright game. I like it. The Pegasus yeah. Boots rule. Yeah, I'm... Like, I probably sound more down on it than I actually am, but yeah, it's alright. Yeah, the bosses are... I wouldn't say it's bad. The Zelda games have always, like... I feel like you can hang your hat on the bosses in Zelda games. And, like, A Link to the Past is the first one to kind of get that down, where they have, like, good variety and there's gimmicks to them. Obviously, that's something you can't really do super well in the Nintendo, but I really like how hard they went in with it on the Super Nintendo. Uh, to me, like, I don't care about bosses in any Zelda game, really. Like, to oh, me, they're always just like, on. you run around to the back and you hit them, or you use whatever the item is you've got for this dungeon. Oh, you throw the bombs into the Dodongo's mouth. It's great. It's great, Larry. Uh, uh. Actually, I don't sure. think that's in this one. I don't think you throw the bombs into the Dodongo's mouth in this yeah, one. It's but, an Ocarina of Time. No, Ocarina, I think, is where they actually just start to get into more of that, just like, oh, you use the item that you got. I want to say, like, Link to the Past uh, was not quite as aggressive with No, that. Link to the Past was like what I was talking about. You go around behind them and hit them with the sword. Hmm. I don't... At least that's why I remember that one that's like a, like a caterpillar thing with the eyeballs. Well, yeah. But also that one, I, or no, I guess you're not trying to force that one off the edge of the level. I think I'm mistaking that for a different boss. Like, I know you could get pushed off it. That actually was the boss that frustrated me the most because it would keep bumping into me, pushing me off, and then you'd have to, like, trek back up to it. Yeah. To the point that I just started using save states, because, come on. Ooh. Come on. Ooh. Come on. It's not uh, against the spirit of this uh, concept. Come on. Absolutely not, because there's some games that I just simply would not beat without save states. Do you know Tyrese Gibson's website is tyreseonline.com? <laughs> Let's head over there and see what Tyrese is up to. Ty Tyrese Gibson. Oh, tyreseonline.com is coming soon. 
Oh. There are fan well, photos you know. from October 25th and 26th uh, that just just leads to of a Google year? Drive. <laughs> yeah, October of this year. Three well, months like within the last, the last year's worth of time. you know. I don't know. Means. It does not give a year. It does not indicate that it's 20. Okay, cool. I can maybe look at these uh, Google Drive images and see... Uh, Tyrese Gibson uses save states. I'm sure he does. Some of these people that have <laughs> taken photos with him look uh, not impressed, I'll say. You think Tyrese Gibson goes in and he raw dogs a game? Hell no. Tyrese Gibson uses the tools that are available to him. Tyrese Gibson is going into RetroArch and he is turning on all the cheats. Tyrese don't give a fuck. I'll say uh, Tyrese has given his award-winning smile in each of these, whether the person with him cares or not. Tyrese Gibson always gives it his all, Larry. <laughs> sure, okay. There's one guy in this one picture who looks like a black undertaker. <laughs> I'll take on uh, Rock Lesnar. Everybody's yeah. gonna hate it. Okay. Uh, yeah. what, what were you saying uh, about Link. Zelda? <laughs> Link to the Past is a good game. Uh, I I don't know that I have a, a, a hell of a lot that is insightful that a, a million people haven't already said before. I enjoyed it quite a bit. Uh, I don't think the that log. It is... We finally found it. We found the log line for this podcast. Yes. George Brundle. I don't have anything to say about this that <laughs> nobody said before. There, there are definitely some more obscure games that have not been talked about a lot on here, but uh, the goal of this, again, was uh, to play games that I've never played in the past, and definitely Link to the Past is one of those. Uh, I enjoyed it. Maybe you should I, mention I that, that people... up front, by the way, for this first episode. Well, I forgot that this was the first episode. <laughs> yeah. Please ignore the other one that we did. Other it one was just, anymore. that was just a test run. Oh, it's episode zero. Yeah, uh... Uh, again, I, I, I think that people kind of just uh, hype this game up maybe a bit too much. Uh, it's almost like they, they do that with uh, another Zelda. Minish Cap? Oc nope. Uh, Ocarina of the Time. Uh, Oracle of Seasons. Uh, or Seasons is really good. So is Minish Cap. Yeah. Hey, Oracle of Seasons is uh, one of the games that I will play eventually. I've not actually sat down to do that yet. Oh. Well, we got to talk about yeah. Ocarina of Time now? No! Oh, good. I, I'm i saving that for another time, because instead I have a game that is completely different. Uh, we're moving away from the Zeldas. We're, we're bidding them a fond farewell for the time being. We'll good. maybe get to back. We will definitely get back to them in a later episode, but but not today. Uh, not for a while. Um, yeah, like pretty front-heavy with the Zeldas. I don't like it. Yes. Well... My apologies, uh, but I'm I'm going to take you a little bit. I'm going to take you a little bit forward in time now. Okay. Year was 1998. Ah. Bill Clinton was in office. Mm-hmm. Everyone was dancing to Madonna's "Ray of Light." Yes, definitely. Audience, audiences flocked to see a little picture called "Rush Hour." Oh. And the World Trade Centers were still a popular tourist destination. Better time. Yeah. But something more sinister was creeping its way into homes across America. A virus! 
Parasite Eve. Oh. A blend of survival horror and action RPG. Players control A. Abrey, a NYPD officer who, over the course of six it? days. Yes. That was Bria. Uh, I always thought it was Bray. Oh, okay. I Abrey Wyatt. I. I hope I'm saying it right. I don't really know. Uh, she's attempting to stop Eve, uh, a being made of rogue mitochondria uh, who has baby fever. Eve also looks like hex- uh, Hexadecimal from Reboot. Goddamn right she does. Eve is cool. I like Parasite Eve. Uh, I played Parasite Eve very briefly back when it first came out. A friend had it, and I played up to the uh, first boss fight where you fight that sick-ass alligator. In the yeah. Uh, the the cutscene where the dog turns inside out uh, imprinted heavily on me. As a child. Hell yes! This game has such good FMV sequences in it. Yeah! Uh, the the bit with the rat at the start of the game, oh, I sure. had never seen anything like that. Obviously, I was very young at the time. Uh, like I said, 1998, so I was 11 years old. Um, I'm going to dox myself on this podcast. Um, <laughs> Great. I was younger than that. Here you- I lived I lived in this exact town at this exact address. Uh yeah, it, I had never seen gore like that uh in a video game before. Obviously you couldn't really render anything like that until that point in time, but like they really 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 go for the gore. Yeah, and uh, at the time, well, also for one thing, they were clearly just like imitating the thing, but they did it well. Well, I mean, it, it's based on a book, so they were imitating the book. Well, okay, uh, but yeah, sure. the, visually, yes, they're going for something that is very reminiscent of. I've never read the book. There's a movie based on the book, if I remember right. Really? Yeah. I wonder how that turned out, because uh, Japanese adaptions of books are uh, not always great. I'm looking at you, every Junji Ito live-action movie ever made. Cover for the book is weird. Have you seen it? it? Okay. Uh, I have, but it has been a while, so why don't you describe it? Uh, It's it's basically all white with uh, some writing on red, which I assume is saying uh, Parasite Eve. Then in the upper left, it's what looks like a, a blobfish or something. Like a face that's just like pink and sort of melty looks like looks like a blobfish uh in mm. the upper left and then there's like a little oval with i i think it's like a microscopic like that might be mitochondria or something yeah. there is a, a whole lot of science that gets thrown at you during the course of this game that i understood absolutely none of uh because that is not a subject that i did well on at all in school um a lot of exposition, a lot of info dumps in this game, but like the gameplay is the the gameplay really kind of kept me going like that plus just the body horror in it, which I'm extremely into body horror anyway. Yeah. Uh, but like the, the way the gameplay in this works is as I mentioned kind of a cross between an action RPG and a survival horror game. So you're still kind of moving around like you would uh, almost in a Resident Evil. It's not quite tank controls, but you're still kind of going between these like pre-rendered environments uh, where monsters are popping up and you need to go collect different items to progress. Um, 
not really puzzle heavy or anything like that, but still, you know, these these dungeons, you need to go do other things other than just run battle to battle. Uh, but when you get into a fight, it basically just opens up, uh, kind of warps you to a new screen almost. Yes. Or no, it actually I think it stays the same screen that you were in, Verma Bride, but sure. it, it kind of. I think it does. I think it leaves you where you're at. I'm... Look, you have the sure sphere thing that like opens up, right? Yeah, so it opens up this like polyg- polygonal uh, sphere, this kind of like wire grid thing, uh, and that basically is like your your range. The enemy has a range; you have a range, and so you have different uh, different types of guns and like a few assault weapons that you can use. And so that will affect basically the size of this sphere that gets generated and sort of the area of effect that it will actually have. Um, and then there's this whole system where, like, as you're collecting weapons, you can kind of break down and junk weapons and then upgrade weapons that you have, which is very much what you want to do because if you're not messing with that at all, then the enemies start to just escalate in power and you kind of keep getting held behind. So by the end of the game, you end up building up to this very specific, like, okay, I want a grenade launcher and I want this type of vest. And then if you dump the time into it, you just get ridiculously overpowered. I, uh, I remember liking this game. I remember liking the sequel more. So I've not played the sequel yet. Uh, I, I do know that the sequel is very divisive, though. Really? Because my under, my understanding is that the sequel is just a totally different beast. Like, it, it is more combat-heavy than it necessarily is. Like, Parasite Eve is a relatively slow-paced game. Yeah, the first one's more of an action RPG. Uh, the second yeah. is more of, like, a survival horror game. But it's not... I don't know that I would say the divide is a sharp... For example, between like Dino Crisis One and Two, which Dino Crisis Two I like a whole lot more than the first game, and it is just a straight up action game. Um, mm. But yeah, I, no, I do yeah. like. I, I should play Parasite Eve One again. You should. It is a Parasite Eve One is a very good game that I do think kind of requires some patience. Uh, it is incredibly story heavy. The, the, the biggest detriment I think to the game is how much it kind of starts and stops. Uh, I'm, because I'm sure. You're in like the I, well, I'm sure back then I probably skipped like all of that stuff and was just like, I oh, want to sure. see the sick, the rats. I want to see the dogs splitting yeah. open. The rest of the stuff yeah. I don't need want to see all those people get turned into goop and then they like merge into a giant goop monster that just runs through the city sure i want to see all these people just like catch on fire spontaneously oh, yeah. combust an opera or no, whatever I mean, that's... it is yeah no they're at the opera and, and like eve is singing and they all spontaneously combust yeah uh, yeah man like, the whole intro to that game like at that time was so fucking like it made such a huge impression on me that for like years and years and years and years, I would just like find myself thinking about that whole first sewer level and like considering I should go back and play more of Parasite Eve. And I'm really glad that I finally did. Um, I think, um, when talking about this stuff too, you've asked me about certain older games, and I recently found out you never played any of the Oddworld games. 
And oh. those games to me are kind of formative for me. Like every once in a while in my head, I just hear like, Alia, follow me or something. Cause it's just like, man, I love everything about those games. I love the voice acting. I love the look and the style and everything of it. Uh, when I was a kid, I would draw pictures of Abe in notebooks. It's just, it's all good. Good stuff. I, I kind of wonder if, like, my fascination with body horror is maybe due in part to Parasite Eve specifically. Probably. Because I saw it at, like, age 11. <laughs> like, the, the, the perfect age to sort of, like, process that kind of horror. Yeah. You know? Your own body's going through some weird stuff. You're you you feel like a dog that's getting turned inside out. It's very sure. relatable. Um, yeah, like I I've always really been drawn to to body horror, and I'm trying to think of uh, anything that sort of predates Parasite Eve that I necessarily saw. I mean, the only thing I could think of that could be the case would be the thing, and I'm pretty sure I didn't see that before Parasite Eve. Yeah, because uh, um, you even look at. Like, the obvious contemporary here would be Resident Evil. Resident Evil's not really that gory. No, Resident Evil is positively tame compared to Parasite Eve. Yeah. I don't know of any game on the PlayStation that quite hits the same level of gore that Parasite Eve achieves. Like, there might be stuff that just in terms of, like, sheer quantity of blood, like dismemberment and stuff like that, but Parasite Eve is specifically, like, we're doing an FMV. That that dog is getting split down the middle and then folded like a book. Yeah. Like, it is It is very, very, very detailed. And, like, the subject matter that it's dealing with, too, is, uh, you know, it, it's not super dark or anything. It doesn't come across necessarily as being, like, edgy. Like, they're going really hard for the sake of it. But it's a horror story about this monster that wants to procreate. The whole point is that Eve wants to reproduce. Uh, and the, the final boss of that game is her offspring. And just you trying to murder this weird fetus monster that's flying around on this ship. Mm-hmm. Uh, quick and, aside, uh, you played this on emulator, right? I'm guessing? Yes. Okay, and it runs fine. It does. Uh, there's some moments of slowdown. Um... I just know sometimes not... games with like pre-rendered backgrounds and stuff can act funky. Oh, no, no. It, it, as as far as that goes, it actually played totally fine. Okay, well, uh, look, I I have this game somewhere. I know I own it uh, on PSN, but I think you can only play that on PS3. Uh, and so I don't want to dig out my PlayStation 3, so I was just asking about that. Just, yeah. Uh, I get a heads up. You... You have a retro pie, uh, just like I do. It should run fine on that. Uh, something worth noting, though, for anyone who also wants to sit down and play this on a retro pie specifically, there is a special plug in the, in the PlayStation emulator that they have to make Parasite Eve 2 work. Huh. So something about that game definitely does not emulate well, but Parasite Eve the first, I don't recall having any problems with. Okay. Uh, I I do still want to mention though that I I do think Parasite Eve is a very good game. I I, I think that if you enjoy PlayStation One era uh, survival horror, uh, Square Enix's action RPG games from that era, uh, Vagrant Story, I've not actually played, but it seems like it's yeah. somewhat. 
Yeah, it um, definitely is. Except Vagrant Story is like almost like a roguelike way. I will get to Vagrant Story. Because okay. I was told that takes place in Ivalice and uh, mm. Final Fantasy Tactics episode eventually. <laughs> I don't know about that. Like it's got uh, that game is very brown. I know that. Mm. I don't think it takes place in Ivalice. I don't think you're allowed to say that. Uh, look, it's a very swarthy game. Uh, uh but but yeah, if you if you are also into body horror, uh, I think you owe it to yourself to play Parasite Eve. I would just definitely caution that it does have a lot of starts and stops. Uh, as solid as that first chapter is, it grinds to a fucking halt right after that for like a good hour. So as a warning to you, Larry, don't be discouraged by the bit that, that follows that opening sewer segment. It's a slog, but the game definitely picks up again. I'm pretty sure I finished this game back in the day. I do remember like the fetus thing yeah. that you mentioned. Yeah. Uh, when you started this, though, when you were saying like it's 1998, there's a virus unleashed on the PlayStation, I thought the rest of this was going to be... And that virus's name was Hideo Kojima. And today we're talking about Metal Gear Solid. Uh, I It's going to be a while for us to get to it, but I do have a, a very large Metal Gear Solid special uh, planned at some point for this podcast uh, because I played all of them. Great. All the Metal Gears. Great. Except Snake's Revenge because that does not count. Non-canon. Uh, yep, get that shit out of here. Ayatollah What is it? Ayatollah uh, It's Ayatollah Kakamami. Yes, I want to say. And then there was Ayatollah Khamenei. There was a there was a Gaddafi one that they did. Oh yeah 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 yeah. Uh, Vermin Vermin Gaddafi. <laughs> yes, that was it. Yeah. <laughs> I got into an argument with somebody once because I had mentioned that those were the names of the villains in that game and they were extremely insistent that they were not. And I kept mentioning, no, in the American manual, it lists the villains as like Vermin Katafi and Hyrule Kakamami. Yeah. And it took me like finding scans of the manual and sending it to them before they relented. The best video game characters... Uh... Until years later, when Gungrave Overdose came out and the world was introduced to a Rocket Billy Red Cadillac. <laughs> oh, that's that's a video game character. Oh man, Travis oh, yeah. touchdown. Um, yeah, so those were uh, those were the two games I wanted to talk about today. Uh, another Zelda. Now we can put Zelda behind us forever, and Good. Uh, well. For a while, at least. And uh, Parasite Eve. A fantastic, fantastic, fantastic game. So Two, two games we uh, liked, uh, 35 minutes total. Two games we hated, about 50 minutes. Seems about right. We were still figuring it out. Uh, not official. Yeah, not, so it's not a real episode. No, not a real episode. It's an experiment. Cannot be admitted as evidence in a court of law. No. Not at all. Uh... Yeah, so at the end of these things, I think that we like to kind of uh, discuss whether or not we would recommend the games that we uh, played. 
uh, obviously, Link to the Past gets a recommendation for me because uh, maybe more so than Zelda and uh, Link's Adventure. This is just a all-around classic. I think it has held up, and I think that if you uh, consider yourself somebody who enjoys video games at all, it would be ludicrous for you to not play this. Yeah, check it out, I say. Uh, I'm not a super fan of it, but... Don't be a Tyrese Gibson. He would not play this game. No, he wouldn't. He'd think he's too good for it. (laughs) Tyrese Gibson over here is playing Master Quest. Cut to Tyrese, and he's just like standing there staring at the screen, running into a wall. <laughs> it's like Snoop Dogg. Best there ever was, baby. <laughs> <laughs> Parasite Eve, what do you say about that? That gets a thumbs up for me. Fuck yeah, it does. Uh, mm-hmm. Parasite Eve, I love this game a whole lot. Uh, I think that. I think that it is maybe a bit harder for me to recommend this to just a like a general video game player because of how much it kind of comes to a grind at certain points in the game. But uh, you like again, if you like horror, you like uh, those old action RPGs. I think that you will love the hell out of Parasite Even You should. Yes, I agree. Just don't maybe play Third Birthday. I heard that one is not good. It was all right. I didn't hate it. I just closed. Do come off in that game. True. When she is like a Sinran Kagura. It's also like um, it's all in her mind or something, right? Like it's a it's a VR program or something. Like she's in a coma, I think. Oh, I I have no idea. I've never actually played it. <laughs> I think that's what it is. I think <laughs> she's in a coma, and you're like fighting through like her brain patterns. Wake her up. Fucking think I got a PSP? Come on, come on. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, let me. Take I had a PSP game. for a brief time, and then I sold that to a literal child because they were the only person that I could dupe into buying a PlayStation Portable. Aya is suffering from amnesia. Her personality has changed after taking Aya in. Discovers she is capable of transferring her soul from body to body, independent of time. An ability dubbed Overdrive, which enables her to fight the Twisted. Twisted are life forms spawned by monstrous creatures dubbed as Babbles. Maybe this game isn't good. I don't like the sound of that, because like part of the whole thing that appealed to me about Parasite Eve was like how tied into biology it was. Like the whole thing's about rogue mitochondria. Which is a completely like silly concept and is completely dumb, but like the dude who wrote it, oh god, what what, what was his profession before he did it? He was like a physician or something. Well, so, hey, like, he I, I've got some subject. news. There's something about like Eve's body parts are transplanted into other things, which create yeah things. Yeah, all right. I'm, I'm looking at all this stuff. Eve's involved. Okay. Well, it's you could have fooled me because that was the one that they decided to not have Parasite Eve anywhere in the title. Yeah. Like it is just called The Third Birthday. Yep. Yeah. yeah. That's neat, though. However, everyone really wanted another Parasite Eve, and then they put that thing out. Here you go. We're not doing a fourth one because this is bad. 
Developers of Third Birthday were uh, Hexadrive, and I'm looking to see what else they made. They did that uh, Not a Hero DLC for Resident Evil 7. Yeah. Uh, that was okay. Okami HD. Monkey King Hero is back. It's this year. I don't know if that's out yet or not. Hmm. Apparently, they worked on the Wind Waker HD. Oh, um, well, that's so, very good. So, the Enders HD. Yeah, they're one of those. Yeah. I, uh. I really wish that we could get another Parasite Eve. In in this moment in time, just thinking about what you could do with body horror with the like level of graphics technology that we have available to us now. Yeah, imagine that dog with like subsurface scattering. Ooh, yeah, check out the ray tracing on that mitochondria. That's right. <laughs> I mean, what even is ray tracing really? I mean, like two video games have fucking used it. Have any? Like, actually used it? Like, none, I think, where that is, like, a thing that is defaulted on. I, I want to say, like, everything that's used ray tracing has been, like... It's like trust effects. You need to you need to go into the menu and, and state that you want it. Oh, I, will, I always turn trust effects on. Yeah, trust effects is uh, it's great. Gotta, gotta have that here. Alright, we're done. Yeah, that's it. Uh, two good video games, two games I'd recommend. Mm-hmm. There you go. That's the second episode of the podcast. First episode, bad first. games. Second episode, good games. This there the, we've this is the first the episode. This is episode. Oh yes, one. I'm sorry. The episode that does not exist, bad games. The episode that does exist, good games. Yep, that's how it works. Yeah, but you literally cannot hold that first episode against us because it doesn't technically exist. Nope. Prototype. Go oh, prototype. You can video games. Fortunately, that doesn't go on the list. That, that took place after it's the PlayStation too new. 2. Oh, but you know what, yeah, what, what was on that generation of consoles, though? Even though not no. PlayStation 2. No. Oh, yeah, yeah I it just have, was. I... Uh, Hulk Ultimate Destruction. Mm. Okay, so here's the problem. I have a big list of video games in front of me. It is okay. finite. I, I actually only wanted to set out to uh, do 250 games total. I'm short one game on this list to hit that amount, and uh, earlier you mentioned this Gungrave game, and I was going to put that on, but you're also saying Hulk. Hulk Ultimate Destruction? Great game. But the Gungrave game, though, is also, it's a Gungrave game? It's pretty good, uh, but if you're looking to emulate that, I can tell you I have never been able to get it working. Oh, well, okay, that made that decision a lot easier. Though. Then again, uh, I'm not sure if Ultimate Destruction is any better. Hmm, I can fuck around and... I can also put Okami on here, because I realized that I did not, and I have not played that again. I'm looking up Ultimate Destruction, because I don't remember if that only came out... Okay, it did come out on GameCube. That's actually probably your best bet. Yeah, Maybe. GameCube emulation, I want to say, is a fair deal better. Yeah. Yeah, well, uh, next time we got, uh, don't know how many games. I don't think that there's ever going to necessarily be a set amount. I think it's just going to depend on uh, how much I think we can basically talk about. Okay. But we'll, 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 we will have more, and uh, maybe it'll be some games that I like, maybe it'll be some I hate. Yeah. Until then, I'll see you next time. Bye-bye.
Bye. You, don't have, you don't have any special sign off for this? Bye. No, my, my sign off is just bye bye. Okay, great. <laughs> I like video games. Bye bye.